Yeah, you look exactly like Taylor when her bangs part adorably. When her bangs part, she looks adorable. When my bangs part, I look like a small child from the medieval times. Welcome back to Hate Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate a spinnerbait, but we love a celebratory handshake, especially when it turns down all the haters that we're trying to pit women against each other. I'm Bethany. <laughs> and I'm Michael Ann, and I have truly no idea what you're talking about. So I was I... hoping you would ask. I was going to explain. I was going to explain. That's what I'm here for. Um, this weekend, our girl, Tay, you know, Taylor's. Swift, T-Swizzle, um, the one and only, was, as she's been doing a lot lately, hanging out at the Kansas City Chiefs football game, and she was sitting by none other than Brittany Mahomes, who we have discussed on the podcast that she gets a lot of hate for, I think, unnecessary reasons. Again, I would like to make it clear, I'm not like a Brittany Mahomes stan. I, I don't know her. I don't particularly like her, but I also think a lot of vitriol is thrown her way that is just ridiculously unnecessary. But anywho, when Taylor Swift started coming to football games, there were a lot of people online that were like, you know, he's even more mad about Taylor Swift being shown at these games than you are. Brittany Mahomes, because everyone was like, oh, she's an attention-seeking, you know, woman. And of course, because they're two, like, women in the spotlight, we must pit them against each other. And of course, our Queen Taylor was having absolutely none of that. And like, when they were in New York, like, invited her out to dinner and has, like, befriended her and, like suck it media and all your stupid you know social media posts about how these two women who you don't even know apparently hate each other when they don't um so this weekend it went as far as when patrick mahomes threw the balls to travis kelsey for a beautiful little touchdown um the two of them had a special like handshake they did a celebratory oh my god thing and if you haven't seen it please look it up I sent it to my mom because like it's kind of cringy but like I loved it because like you could tell they like practiced it because Taylor literally turns to her and goes you ready like this is something they've been practicing and does it which is adorable um but also I loved it because it was like see suck it haters like Everyone was mm-hmm. trying to put them against each other. Everyone kept acting like Brittany Mahomes, who's like such an attention-seeking whore, um, was like upset that Taylor was getting attention. And I was like, no, they're they're sitting next to each other, giving each other like a special celebratory handshake. So like y'all can suck it. Um, but I sent a clip of it to my mom and I said, hey, mom, want to do this every time Florida scores this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and she agreed. So we'll be practicing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. That. But, <laughs> but that's that's the tea. Well, I love that. I'm going to have to look that up. I think somebody tried to send me the video, but only sent me like the end. So I didn't Mm. even see them doing a handshake. I just saw them laughing together, which I was like, that's nice. Um, I think it's so funny that the media is like Brittany Mahomes, a former soccer player and Taylor Swift, arguably the world's biggest pop star right now. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. 
have to have a competition with each other because they're both dating a football player like what are you even talking about like are they fighting for the same man like shut your misogynist mouth yep yeah i sorry even in our opening today we already got ranty but chaos thursdays baby (laughs) it's chaos quality quality content you can expect on thursdays but yeah so i was just like the second it happened this weekend i was like yeah, suck on that, everyone, trying to pit two women against each other, as per usual. Um, as per usual. Taylor will never stand for it. She won't. And mm-hmm. I respect her for that. This is a sisterhood, y'all. This is a sisterhood, okay? But yes. speaking of pop icons, we do have some some stuff. We have the, the OG queen, um, the one and only mm-hmm. Britney Spears. We have a memoir to discuss here on, on Chaos Thursday. I have not read any of it michael ann had you have started reading it today correct yes i am listening to it and Mm -hmm. i am let me tell you the exact percentage (laughs) i am 47 percent done with it already so about halfway we love Mm -hmm. that we love a nice little Mm -hmm. short novel (laughs) yeah it's a quickie spill the tea but do it quickly okay that's what we like (laughs) oh i can't even tell you I'm not going to say any spoilies because, I mean, is it a spoiler if it's her life? I mean, I guess not. She's just giving context to, like, she's giving context to situations that we all watched happen. Hmm. Um, it's dark. I'm not going to lie. I imagine. It is dark. It's intense. It makes me want to, like unfollow her and never talk about her again because I want her to have the privacy and the normal life that she craves so badly um it's it's honestly it's devastating and my biggest takeaway so far is that um Oh my God, what is my biggest takeaway so far? I don't even know. But one of them is <laughs> Justin Timberlake is trash. Trash. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty accurate. Count your days, Timberlake. Count your days. <laughs> Count your days. She so to sum sum up the absolute insanity that was their relationship from her perspective, which is probably right. Let's be honest. He cheated on her a bunch of times but she just let it slide because she was young and she was super in love and she was like whatever um they lived together in orlando mm, surprisingly old old town. Did not. do you that. know the apartment the first apartment that my husband and i lived in together which was haunted or cursed or i don't know but it may be haunted by the the youth and innocence of these poor like children who were made to be famous at a young age. Um, but it's where they used to house the Mickey Mouse Club folk. So like my apartment could have oh. had like like Ryan Gosling or or Justin Timberlake or Britney Spears or whatever could have like lived there. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. really cool. So that's a fun fact. It was a really shitty year in that apartment but the one silver lining is i can say i'm like well the mickey mouse club members used to live here so there you go (laughs) well there you go um very cool yes oh 
my gosh. Okay, so they're together. He's cheating on her all the time, but she loves him, loves him, loves him. They're living together in Orlando, but obviously they're both very busy, so they're not really there all the time. Right. Um, Britney Spears gets pregnant. Mm. And obviously she wants to have the baby, because if you know anything about Britney Spears, you know that being a mother is like her right. top thing. Um. She wanted to have the baby. She was like, this isn't the timing I wanted, but this it's fine, you know. Justin Timberlake pressured her to get an abortion um, in their home away from doctors so that the press oh. didn't find out. Mm-hmm. Jesus. She took like abort- abortion pills. She said it was incredibly painful. She And I think that moment, that abortion is what really started her like mental health journey because Mm -hmm. right after that abortion not right after but pretty close after her abortion that she did not want and was forced to have she justin timberlake dumped her yeah what a dick move my dude (laughs) like what so he dumps her and then he goes as we know because we've all seen it Mm -hmm. he goes on this like you know, he's dropping his new album, Justified. He's going solo and he's going on like a whole media train talking about how terrible she was and how she cheated on him a bunch of times. And she said she did cheat on him one time because she was so sick of him cheating on her all the time. Mm-hmm. So that she wanted to be like even, which sounds dumb, but they were like 18 and 19 right. years old. They were, so, they were dumb. They were yeah. basically children when they were dating. Right. Exactly. So he dumps her and then he goes on this big long media thing. And this whole time, Brittany is so devastated by the breakup that she is went back home to stay with her mom and was like mute, wouldn't talk to anybody, was like absolutely shattered, so depressed. And at the same time, fucking Justin Timberlake's out here being like calling her a horrible woman. And I am just like. I can't imagine. And he knew how upset she was because he did come to Louisiana and visit her after they Mm. broke up. He wrote her a letter and had it framed. (laughs) Okay. What What a tool. (laughs) I know. Um, And it was a love letter. So whatever. He knew what she was going through. He was very well aware. And um, he decided to just absolutely ruin her in the media and i truly feel that there's like no like it would be one thing if other people were doing it and he was like no guys it's this but that's not what happened he made that crimey river video he did all that shit and she was broken and while she was broken she didn't want to work a lot there's a lot of themes in this novel so far novel memoir so far of her being tired and just wanting to stay home and recharge and relax for like a couple months or a couple years and her being like basically pressured and forced to continue touring continue going you know doing shows she says in one of her tours um she still had two months of the tour left she was like overwhelmed beyond belief and she was basically praying to god every night for one of her bones to break so that she could cancel the tour. Jeez, that's terrible. 
And she actually did end up severely hurting her knee, which is like a old injury from being a kid from, I think, playing basketball as a child. Mm. So they did end up canceling the rest of the tour. But can you imagine yeah. <laughs> like wishing bodily pain on yourself? Also, that surgery she had to have on her knee, mm. um, that was the first time she was prescribed a Vicodin by a doctor. Mm. Um, she hasn't gotten much, she hasn't gotten into that, any drug use or anything yet. Um, that was the only mention of Vicodin. And then she kind of got into her marriage with Kevin Federline, another douchebag. Surprise, oh surprise. Oh my God. Yeah. He was a so, big tool. I'm kind of like at the end of their marriage is where I'm listening right now. And mm. I just feel like, oh my God, I'm just like, it's devastating. It's truly yeah devastating like this woman had one life and because there were so many greedy people around her and she was so young right and easily you know um like she says like in hindsight I wouldn't have done all of this in hindsight I would have said no but she's like but I I couldn't say no like she just being a woman in general it's hard to say no to people I can't imagine being incredibly famous and being pressured by your agent, your labels, and your parents right. to like continue going on tour. Um, so it's totally understandable that a 20-year-old Britney was like, I don't know how to say no to them expecting me to continue working. Right, right. Um, and I mean, honestly, I think that we should just let her post her weird dancing videos on Instagram and be happy that she is in charge of her own life for the first time Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully like ever in her life yes it's crazy to think about the um tiktok conspiracy theorists I hope you're wrong (laughs) is all I'm gonna say because those conspiracies are fucking dark um but i mean if you want to go on a rabbit hole of her conspiracies definitely go for it but i don't even want to talk about it because it's so dark um and dystopian but here on this podcast we obviously are very into early aughts culture pop culture and just aesthetics and vibes that's that's our whole i mean obviously that's like when we had our coming of age and I will say the one thing I'm just like really happy about, and again, at least in the Western world, because I know obviously K-pop's kind of a different story. I think they're still like really hella overworking those people. But I do love that the just like absolutely like overworking pop stars trend has kind of faded out. Like I like that people like have control of their own, you know, stuff now, so to speak. Like, I just feel like, you know, the, growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, like, and I've, I've never understood it. It was always kind of like, the, they think that these acts are going to be a flash in the pan. And so they're like, oh, we got to make money while we can. You got to torture, tour, you got to stay in the public eye. You've got to, you know, stay in people's minds. And I think that's the dumbest thing because, like, look at how excited people were when NSYNC came back to make a song. Speaking of trash, Justin Timberlake. But, like, look mm-hmm. at Britney Spears. She's still super popular. People are still jamming after her music. Like, Taylor Swift has had a 17 year long career. Like, I don't know why they think that like every music exec thing that pop music is like a, a flash in the pan sort of thing. And it's like, no, people like this music. People will continue to like this music. You can let your act 
take a year or two off to rest and record and, you know, just be a human being and then they can tour again. But I just like, it was God awful back in the day, honestly. And like, even till your Justin Bieber One Direction times, you know, like that wasn't that long ago and they were still absolutely overworking them. Um, But I feel like we're finally at the point now where it's like, oh, wait, and in a weird way, like COVID may have helped with that where they were like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait a minute, actually having someone take a year or two off from touring helps maybe because then there's like this demand to go see him again. It's like, yeah, the audience is still going to be there. Like you don't need to kill these people. Jesus, like it's terrible. I think it's really helpful too that all of the you know, stars like a lot of Disney Channel kids. We're talking Miley Cyrus, Allison Stoner, even the Sprouse twins have talked mm-hmm. about. Um, Jeanette McCarthy. Um, it's I think it is really powerful that kind all these child stars like came out and they were like, "Hey, we are fucked up from yeah. the environment that you get that has created all of these child stars." whether it's Disney, Nickelodeon, or just being a pop star. And we do not want that to be happening anymore. We want change. Chrissy Carlson Romano has a podcast about that. Alison Stoner has her own podcast about it. Jeanette McCarty, McCurdy, not McCarthy, wrote a whole fucking book about Mm -hmm. it, basically. And... Yeah, I mean, I do think we are seeing a lot of changes and a lot of... um, growth and i hope i just hope that we're not seeing a lie basically yeah yeah i agree yeah there's so i think i think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in both the music industry and in hollywood you know Mm -hmm. um especially when it pertains to to younger people you know getting famous and stuff but yeah i do think it's super helpful that a lot of people that we grew up with and and you know i was listening to allison stoner's um podcast and and she said something that was like I thought was like yeah like that's like it was just like it was so simple but like really profound and she was talking about like how many like jobs are made for you know when when they make a job like in the history of of capitalism you know of of, of working (laughs) they were made with you know adults like the, the Hollywood like the film industry was made with adults in mind And then one day they were Mm -hmm. like, well, like, let's add kids to it. And she's like, but all of these rules and all these regulations are made with adults in mind. And no one ever really thought about the children. Right. Um, And I was like, yeah, I guess that's kind of like to think, you know, back in the day, if you go back to to stage plays, you know, it was just men. And then, oh, we'll add women. And then, you know, you suddenly started making motion pictures and it was all adults. And then, oh, we'll add kids. And you know, that just, it wasn't thought of. Like, what does that mean when you add child labor into it? What do you need to do? How can we safeguard these people from, you know, basically getting screwed up? Um, Right. So, yeah. So that's something, you know, and I just think that all of them are obviously like so brave to to come forward and say this and tell very personal stories. Every single memoir, you know, again, like we're going to sit around and we're going to talk about it and stuff. Um, and, and they have to know that they have to know that all of these people are going to be thinking about it and knowing these very deep secrets, um, about their lives. And yeah, I just think it's very commendable to, you know, and I hope that we continue to see some positive change from it, but yeah, I just, it's crazy. Like Britney Spears life is just, it's insane. And it's insane. The flack that she got, you know, during the time when she was obviously very much struggling and going through things and, 
it's just weird that we love that like as a society like breaking someone down and then like we love a comeback story though you know like we all put Winona Ryder and like Robert Downey Jr. down for years and then they they came back later in life and it's like oh isn't this nice we love a comeback and it's like no you should have never shat on them when they were going through like actual serious mental health issues (laughs) that's what you should have done but like okay (laughs) glad you're nice to him now I guess like what god right you want a cookie for that god and like even now you see a lot of people on social media and in the news being like wow, Britney Spears is really behaving strangely on her Instagram. And Britney is making all of us nervous and uncomfortable. And it's like, well, first of all, that's like really none of your business. And second of all, like, we don't know shit about her life. And she is just twirling and doing her little dances and having fun and letting go. And we, I forgot what my point was. What were you talking about? (laughs) like in your thing now like what was I just saying (laughs) I was I was oh when people when the media like breaks them down but then like we love like a comeback story right so we were all all the media and everything was all free Britney all Britney Mm -hmm. Britney Britney and then when she's not what we expect we are again being like ooh, maybe we should like drop her and it's like okay First of all, you think she went through all of that. And now reading her memoir, it's even more than the conservatorship. It's It starts at the abortion, I think. Right. And you're going to say this woman went through all of that. That's all she knows. That's her whole life. How And, sh- and she's been forced to take medicine for her mental health. So right. I'm sure now she's like, I do not want to take medicine for my mental health. Um. I, you know, I hope obviously if she, if she needs it, she changes her mind, but right. Right. But like, she's just living her fucking life. Like, and now the media, it, because what did you expect? Like, did you expect like Britney Spears circa 2000? Because 23 years have passed and right. she's in her forties yeah. and she's been through a whole, a whole lot. hell of a lot. Yeah. So there's no pleasing these people, but it's true. It's like, no. you know, they'll build you up, but they'll tear you down. Yeah, it's it's they want you to be what they want you to be. And if you're not, mm-hmm. then they forget the fact that you are simply a human, you know, and it's like she's just like and again, like, thank God I don't like live in the public eye because yeah, the things people would say about me like, <laughs> no, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. Truly. But yeah, just let people exist, you know, again, if they're not hurting themselves, if they're not hurting anyone else, just let them be, let them like what they like, let them post their little happy dancing videos on Instagram. It's, mm-hmm. it's not for you, you know, like she's doing it for her. Like, that's, right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Like she's made it very clear that she's done working. She's made yeah. that like incredibly clear. All of her social media posts are just her being silly. Right. It's not her trying to get you to like buy her CD or she's not putting on an act for you. She's right. simply be having fun. Yeah. And um also to find out to also know that Sam Asgari cheated on her makes mm. me see red, truly. <laughs> I can't, but 
I think that's enough really depressing Brittany conversation. Yeah. I think we can move Brittany, forward. we hope that you're thriving. Live your best yes. life, girlfriend. You deserve it. You Truly. Do. We love you. We Keep love getting you. those tattoos in hotel rooms. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but hey, girl. If it makes I'd rather happy. get one in a hotel room than a tattoo parlor. So it's probably more comfortable, um, right? I'd have to assume. I would have to assume. Yeah. Um yeah. Also, another thing I wanted to talk about. So the sweetest thing starring yes, I've, I've Cameron been Diaz. I've been waiting for this discussion as well. That used to be one of my favorite movies. That was one of my okay. favorite rom-coms. I loved the shit out of that movie. So the other night, I'm hanging out at home by myself, and I'm like, oh, let's put on the sweetest thing like for a little comfort. I could not get through 20 minutes of this movie. The body shaming alone is so fucking toxic. I'm like, I can't even listen to this because I will just walk away from this being mad that I'm not a size zero. Right. Like, I'm like, that was so painful. And then it was like really sexualized, which of course I always knew that's like the theme. Um, But in a way that felt gross hmm. you know nowadays like yes, i there, think you can... that came out 2002 about is that correct i have to look this up i want to say it's around that time frame i feel like there's a good chunk of movies and that that just do not hold up very well from that time frame yes it is 2002 2002 okay yeah it's mm-mm. it's not good um it is a real bummer. Real bummer. And it's it, so it was written by a woman, but it was directed by a man. Mm. And I I feel like somewhere something was lost in translation because it was very male gazy, in my opinion. Like we can celebrate with uh, you know, female pleasure without like being gross. Basically. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah. Yes. You're just making it gross like Uh the way that we like have been portraying sex in the media is like Mm. so gross and it it like definitely inspires a ton of shame around sex for women and they will put themselves in situations that they they are uncomfortable with you know Mm -hmm. How many times do partners sexually assault their um, partners? And if we don't, and no woman, you know, we have so many jokes about women being like, oh, yeah, my husband can't give me an orgasm. And it's like, well, he should be able to. He should be able to, yeah. (laughs) Maybe, like, work on that. But it's so stigmatized. I even feel weird talking about it right now, but. Yeah, I think it's just very interesting. And again, we've stated before, we're both very, you know, sex positive people by all means. But it's it's interesting. I feel like it was in the early aughts where they realized that, like, women talk about sex, you know? It was, like, for mm-hmm. the longest time. It was, like, well, only men talk about it. For women to talk about it, it's taboo. And it's, like, no. Um, and But they, like, did it. They steered the wrong way. They were, like, okay, well, women like raunchy things, too. And, again, like, yeah, a lot of women do. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people praise sex in the city. And I'm not saying – 
that it doesn't deserve the accolades it gets, but like that's something that doesn't hold up. Like you watch that and it's just like nobody really talks or acts like that. Or again, so much body shaming, so much just just everything oh, shaming that it's just like, I don't know. It's like they wanted to make these like sex positive women movie, TV shows, whatever. And instead it like uh, – they just like didn't take it – I don't know. And I don't want to be like, well, they didn't take it in the right direction. Like that seems very like – I don't know. Like I'm gatekeeping how you can and cannot talk about sex and stuff. But like rewatch yeah. them with Sex in the City. It does not hold up. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of it is like – they were like, oh, women can talk about sex. Let's just write as if we're writing for men, but right. make fem- make women say it. Women say it. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's not how women talk about sex. No. Like, that's – what? Yeah. Like, it's so funny to – How I Met Your Mother was a disappointment. But I was <laughs> I saw a couple things online about like how you know it's written by men because at one point Robin is like, What do you think about foreplay? And the other female character is like, Oh, I hate it, waste of time. And it's like Okay. Okay. <laughs> like let's well, like enough. have you like, have you met a human woman? <laughs> Yeah. And then in another scene, she's like, I walked by a construction site and all the guys cat called me and now I'm feeling amazing. And it's like, no, no no woman has ever said that. Like, no, I don't care how crabby and ugly I'm feeling. Being cat called does not make me feel more attractive. It just oogs me out. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And it's like, okay, makes me feel unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. Cat called. Completely honest. It's the first time I ever got catcalled. I was twelve. Yeah, yeah. I was in I was in middle school. I was like walking down the road, like um, at like a going to into like a beach or something. Like I was walking by the beach, but like I wasn't like in the parking lot of the beach. I guess is the word yeah. I'm looking for. And again, I was a twelve year old in a bikini because like that's what people wear to the beach. But I had a very much twelve year old body. And I was walking with one of my friends and these people like rolled down the window and cat called us. And I just remember being like, and they were like definitely much older than us. And I was like, that's wrong. And I don't like that. That made me feel really weird. And that's pretty much how I felt ever since. Yeah. it It's like I the first time I got cat called is like seared in my memory. Like I will never forget. I was a child. Yeah. I was wearing shorts walking down the street I lived on. And it was like guys in cars drove by and like honked and said a bunch of inappropriate stuff. And it's like, I'm a child. Like, are you not? What do you not understand? Like, you're driving a car. You're at least 17. Like, like, I will not be able to do that for years. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm in the seventh grade, my guy. It's it's gross. And that's just a weird thing. Like, what a weird thing that women have to bond over. Like, men don't have those conversations you know what I mean that are like hey remember that first time that you felt like extremely violated (laughs) like as a child (laughs) as a child what a great fun thing that we all share Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we all share (laughs) stories like almost all of us or a good percentage of us all have sexual assault stories Mm-hmm. Um, it's like cool and being I love sexually that. harassed in the workplace like find me a yep. woman who hasn't been sexually harassed in the workplace I will be I would just be amazed and whoever you are if you're out there which I doubt like 
God bless. And I hope that yeah. your life continues to be that lucky and that that never happens to you because like, yeah. Yes. Um, don't even get me started on the sexual harassment that goes on in restaurants. Mm. That is like, so like, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I'm gonna tell it. It's a story that's seared in my brain. I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe, Sumi, and um, <laughs> during our orientation, you know, big big restaurants do like orientations with slideshows and like they go through all of this legal stuff. If you've never worked, if you've only worked at Mom and Pops, you might not be familiar with this, but it's very mm. corporate. Yeah. And we get to the sexual harassment slide and my manager, who was a woman, is like, mm, yeah, so we have to talk about this, but honestly, you just need thick skin. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? And I've never been sexually har- harassed more than I was at Hard Rock. Like, mm. in, in well, like, more- when they create an environment like that, right. not surprised, you know? Exactly. You know, that's not to say I didn't meet, I met a lot of great people at Hard Rock, but. I only worked there for like three months because honestly, it sucked. But (laughs) I, it's disgusting. Like getting in an elevator with another woman and a man and having the man like look at you and be like, it would be really hot if you guys made out right now. I don't even know this woman. I don't even know this woman. I am brand new to this restaurant and we're in an elevator. So I'm fucking trapped. Right. Like, can't go anywhere. It's absolutely fucking bananas and it needs to change and if you see sexual harassment happening in your restaurant you need to say something Mm. like yep you are strong enough to go to your management about it you are strong enough to say something and call it out i believe in you so messed up world i like how we're like let's go to something lighter and then we're like remember all those (laughs) times that we were sexually harassed in the workplace Remember the time when we were mm. literal children and men were disgusting <laughs> and decided to do disgusting, perverted things? Ugh. Oh my yeah. god, this is this was womanhood you know for what? you folks. Hey. You go. You go. Hey. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. Sometimes certain things that I watch. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. A man's hands were way too much in this, clearly, because yeah. this is not how women actually converse. At least, not a, and again, I guess my experience is anecdotal, but I am a woman. I know a lot of women. I converse with a lot of women. And I don't find my experience to be like some of these movies and or Sex in the City. But hey, if you're mm, out I've there, actually- and that is your, your experience, right on. <laughs> I've actually never watched Sex in the City. Wouldn't advise you doing it. It's you're I, you're fine not knowing it. I watched the like movie when it came out because my friends all wanted to go see it, mm. and that's basically it. Because I was like, oh, this is not really my vibe. This is yeah. this, this is not my vibe. Yeah, it's not. Also, like, it's another thing that Sex in the City is just like, oh, so cringe. Can we also talk about, again, things that, like, late 90s, early aughts, like, TV shows and movies were trying to do, but, like, we just hadn't hit the mark yet, which is, like, the gay best friend character. First of all, they could mm. certainly never be the main character of anything, of and they're always the most stereotypical, like, mm-hmm. and it's just, Sex and the City also guilty of that, um, and it's yes. just real cr- and it's just, like, funny, because now that, like, they have carried 
that into more modern times with like the reboot of the show and and the movies which even i mean at this point those are even kind of old that the you know they're a little dated um but technically more modern than the show um it's like they had to like stick with that because like that's how they wrote these characters and so it's like now and like you know our lord's year whenever the reboot came out like 2022 or 2021 it's like oh this is really cringy (laughs) it was cringy at the time but it's like real cringy now but yeah and like Hmm. we're not a couple of prudes okay we just like uh, we just like things to be not terrible towards women like yeah the l word the real not the real l word that show was off the rails the <laughs> l word and then the new l word um the reboot like mm. those are shows that have like a lot of sex in them but mm. it's done in a way that isn't gross it's done in right. a way that isn't like aggressive like if i can describe the way that men write women who talk about sex or talk about sex in general it's a it's aggressive yeah like and it it's uncomfortable yeah that's fair that's very fair and just yeah lots of mm. not for it not for it not do better for it. everyone thank do you better. <laughs> do better. Yeah. take euphoria off the fucking air i cannot <laughs> believe i can't i will never get over that should we try to find something happier to talk about um, we can talk about the fact that I'm like an old lady now, apparently, and I can't internet very well. Well, it's, I don't really think it's my fault, in fairness, but it was a little bit my fault. Okay, so two kind of like I'm a dumb older millennial moments for me this week. One was trying to – I think I mentioned on Tuesday's episode about how we got a Nintendo Switch. Um, that was like my husband's like birthday gift or whatever. And it's I haven't really owned like a proper gaming system in years. Um, the last gaming system I owned, I think, was like a PlayStation Two, which I had in college to play like Guitar Hero on, <laughs> um, yeah. because I was obsessed yeah. with that game. And um, so I, you know, like usually setting up a video game is very straightforward. You plug it in, you plug it in, it's the TV, easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? My husband and I had the hardest time setting it up because, first of all, when I plugged in the, you know, like the power cord, whatever power cord adapter thing, my bum, um, into the outlet, we have those little, you know, surge protectors. And so we plugged it into that, like the power strip. And when I did that, the cord, like the plug was so big that it weighed down the power button and it turned off the power strip. So I didn't realize that. <laughs> so we're like, why is it not coming up on the TV? We're having an HDM3, like it's plugged into the TV. So we're like looking at this, looking at that. The last thing I think to look at is to see whether or not the freaking power strip is on. And then I'm like, oh, that's okay. It's just because we didn't know how to, I turned off the power strip accidentally plugging in the stupid gaming system. So that was the first issue. The second issue was we had to connect it to the Wi-Fi, right? Because um, that's the whole thing about Switch is, like, you connect with people online and you can have online games and downloads and whatever, you know? So we go to connect it to the Wi-Fi and we are having the darndest time. And Mike keeps saying, like, I think this is our password. And I'm like, hey, try this. Try the lowercase. Try this. Try that. And, yeah, we just we put the password in wrong. Like, we thought – because it, it said, like, there's an error. And it said it could be because of, like, internet connectivity issues, which, as you all know, listening to this podcast, my internet is absolute shit. So we thought maybe it was just our internet. So I'm like, go sit right by the router. Um, No, it was just we forgot our own password. So we felt really old, and that was great. 
<laughs> 10 out of 10. Good job, us. And then my other thing is, so we are spoilies. We're, we're like, oh, we should like look up some prom pics because, you know, we're talking about prom and along for the ride and the beach bash. That's the theme. Yada, yada, yada. So Mike lands like, hey, do you have prom pics? And I'm like, do I have prom pics? Yeah, I'll send you some prom pics to post on the Insta. So I go to search for some. And I cannot find any. So my mom has like most of my pictures, you know, like back at my parents' house. So I text her and I'm like, hey, sorry, just like when you get a second, can you like try to see if you can find some of my prom pics? Like I went two years. I know I have tons of photos. My mom's like, oh, yeah, didn't you have all your senior prom photos like in a little photo album? And I'm like, yeah, sure did. Okay. My mom like cannot find this photo album. She is searching high. She is searching low. She is searching all over the place. She is sending me pictures from every other dance I ever attended in my life. My eighth grade dance, my freshman homecoming. And each one she sends it to me, she's like, is this prom? And I'm like, no, I'm 13 in this photo, mother. That was not prom. No. (laughs) So I'm like, ah, no. So high school ones, I will give her. You know, at least I was in high school then. I didn't look that much different from like freshman to senior year. Let's face it. Um, anyways, so I'm like, nope, nope, that's homecoming, whatever. And so she's like, don't you have any online? And I'm like, no, because I was a late adopter of Facebook. So when I was a senior in high school, I was still effing using MySpace. Okay. Oh, there it was on MySpace.com. <laughs> so I was oh like, God. yeah, okay, guys, I'm old. <laughs> so, <laughs> Facebook existed. I just hadn't gotten on it yet. Um, so anywho, so there I am, like, looking at my Facebook to see if any of my friends that I went to high school with posted things. For some odd reason, yes, some of them did post pictures in senior year because they had Facebook then. Um, but none of them effing posted prom pictures. And now I'm just, like, getting frustrated because, like, it's not important. Like, it's too I can't yeah. find prom pictures. I can't find prom pictures. But it's just the fact that I know I went to two freaking proms in high school and I took tons of photos. And I'm like, I know they're somewhere. So then I'm like, you know what? For nostalgia, I wonder if I can find a way to log into my old MySpace account because the treasure trove of stuff I must have there, like, I cannot express, you know? So I'm like, I don't even know. Like, does this website still exist? Like, do you have to go on the way back machine? Like, how does this work? So I Google it. And it's like, yeah, MySpace, you can – if you you can access your old account, you can probably just search your name and the thing. Because, like, on MySpace, we, like, didn't just use our names. We all had, like, silly little usernames. I'm like, I sure as hell don't remember what that was. So I just, like, search my name on MySpace, and I, like, think I find myself, but it says that my profile is, like, private because internet responsibility is important, children, and we love privacy. So I can't see my stuff, even though it's me. So I have to try to sign in, right? And so I'm trying to sign in, and, of course, it's linked to an old email account that I haven't used in, I don't know, over a decade so I to forget my password or whatever because I know what email it was, but of course I don't remember my password because it's forever ago that I used MySpace. So I have to – it sends me that email. So then I have to reactivate my old email just to see if I can get into my MySpace account. And I've now reactivated my old email, but every time I do the like reset, like send me my password, I forgot it. It doesn't show up. So I guess I'm never getting into my MySpace account. Ho-hum. Damn. I really wish I could have found a treasure trove of pics and memories but alas I don't it doesn't appear to be working so that's unfortunate but yeah just know that I'm old my senior year of high school I was still using MySpace okay (laughs) there you go that's crazy I didn't know anybody who still used MySpace post like 2007 Mm. yeah I was we were still MySpace in it down in Florida I guess yeah. I did have a few friends who it probably was my senior year got Facebook and Twitter became like a thing. So mm. they got Twitter 
And I remember like signing up for Twitter and being like, I don't effing understand this. This is dumb. And immediately gave up on it. Um, And then, of course, it kind of became a bigger thing, you know, and that was like where you followed all the celebrities or whatever. But like when it first started, like I you didn't you're like, what? I can only like write a sentence. I don't understand this. So, yeah, so I didn't get Facebook until literally, I think, this summer before my freshman year of college and then like really started using it when I was a freshman in college. So I have all of that well documented. <laughs> not All my high school memories. I'm like, I don't know. It's all lost to the Internet ether. Um, but fret not everyone. My mom came in clutch. She did finally find some prom picks, both junior and senior year. So also, can I just say not to brag on our generation or anything, but y'all ain't shit with the way you do your hair for dances nowadays. Okay. Like all of you like actually look good and like look cute. And we were doing the most elaborate updos mm-hmm. in the early aughts. Okay. And like y'all ain't shit. Okay. Looking at these pictures. I don't look good, but, <laughs> but like, ding, dang, if there wasn't time and effort and 18,000 bobby pins and your hair was so crispy because you put so much hairspray in it to get it to stay, especially in that Florida humidity, like nowadays, it's just like, it's down and cute, loose waves. And here I am in my cute little dress. And I actually know how to draw on my eyebrows. That was not my life. Mm-mm, not my life in high school. <laughs> I got my hair professionally done for all yeah. of my proms like, yeah that was a thing a lot of people did that full on like wedding updo for mm-hmm. like every prom like I my niece went to prom she just put her hair half up and yeah was like I'm done yeah they're like <laughs> it's like, like nothing I'm like oh you didn't now. it wasn't like a whole the next day you woke up and were like taking bobby pins out in the shower you don't have that experience oh okay they're you're missing out is all I'm saying all you Honestly, yeah. gen z and gen alphas <laughs> it was it's fun to like go fun. get your hair done for an event yeah. and be like oh my god is the boy I'm going with gonna like it mm-hmm. and like is it gonna go thing. with my dress like yeah it's so cute I love it um it's a bummer that you guys don't do all it you, I guess. all you millennials out there please let us know your prom yes. how many bobby pins were in your hair do you remember <laughs> just <laughs> i want to because send me your prom pics i want to see what your hair looked like i want to know if you knew how to draw an eyebrows then these are the things i'm curious about like I, we didn't have youtube existed obviously but we didn't have all these like makeup tutorial people and so right. legitimately until i was in college like I didn't know how to properly do my makeup. Like I, I didn't know that you could. My mom was not a makeup girly. To this day, is not a makeup girly. She's just naturally beautiful. And <laughs> my eldest sister Megan likes makeup. My middle sister doesn't really get into that. I mean, like she'll wear makeup and stuff, but she's not like a big makeup girly. Um, so it was like me and my eldest sister who were into like the hair and the makeup and and that kind of stuff. And everything I knew pretty much was from her. Um. But yeah, you know, the early aughts were a weird time for makeup and and just, yeah, it was not a thing that like it was like, oh, there's like brow products and you can like make your brows look good. And, you know, there's all these things you can do. I was using like physician's formula from the the drugstore, way too much bronzer as one does. And um, yeah. Yeah. Like, do, do you remember NYC makeup? Mm-hmm. Hells yeah, I do. Yeah. Like that I had allergic reaction to that eyeliner. 
Um, I believe that honestly. That that tracks, <laughs> right? Like not good. Not probably good. all of us. We might in a few years, all millennial women might be in some like class action lawsuit against that company. Let's be honest, because I don't Literally. know what we we're putting on our face, but it probably wasn't good. What happened to them? <laughs> Did they go under? Did they get bought out by someone else and they're probably like rebranded as a new name? I honestly don't know. I think like what is that one? Wet and Wild? I think that still exists. Like I see that in stores still. Which NYC is wild. makeup brand. Everything coming up is um NYX. Yeah. Imagine if it was NYX. Cause like they're actually good. Do they did they have a glow up just like I did? (laughs) What happened to New York color NYC makeup? When I was younger, I used to buy the lipstick, blah blah blah. Eyeliner was the best. Incorrect. Mm, Debatable. Uh nobody seems to know what happened to them. Everyone is just like, wow. Oh. It's a mystery. Wait. They were phased out gradually without a clear reason. This is going to be our spinoff podcast. We're getting down. <laughs> we're going to get down to the mystery and the story of what happened to them, why they were phased out gradually, who owned them, what was their story. These are the things we need mm-hmm. to know. These are the things we need to know. What is the mm-hmm. What does the CEO do nowadays? Yeah. I also wanted to be known I had a really hard time trying to find orange eyeliner. It exists online, but I kind of thought about buying it sort of late <laughs> and I need it for this weekend. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the makeup store. It's Halloween season. They'll have every other vibrant-ass color. There's like lime green, yellow, all these different shades. Can you find a nice, bright, vibrant orange eyeliner? No. And I wanted it to match the eyeliner that's on my shirt this weekend. So I was like, oh, it'll be on my shirt and it'll be like on my eyes. But no, now I'm just going to have to go with blue. Um, So we're just going to live with it. We're going to live with the fact that my shirt eyeliner and my eyeliner will not be the same. Wow. The struggle wow. is real, people. This is, I can't believe they don't have orange. I know. Especially at this time of year. Like in Halloween. We're in peak Halloween. People are doing Halloween looks. Like, come on. So that was, and this really nice Ulta girl was like really trying to help me. She understood the mission. She was walking around trying to find me something, and it failed. Failed. Damn! You can't win them all, folks. Can't win them all. You can't win them all. You can't. Mm. Well, we're at about fifty-two minutes. Yeah. That, uh, so... I think that about wraps up my thoughts and feelings about. Oh wait, everyone, oh, one yes. last thing. So it's not even that exciting. But we discussed about how we went to this lovely coffee shop, but had like the rudest (laughs) customer service interaction. (laughs) Update, everyone. I returned to the scene of the crime. (laughs) I went there (laughs) the other night. I had a lovely time, honestly. I went for fire and wine night. You get half off bottles of wine. They give you complimentary marshmallows. You can buy a s'mores kit if you want. And you just sit out and they, they have little fire pits and you roast marshmallows and I drank wine and I had some cheese plate. Good conversation. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. That's lovely. It was very lovely. But I was there and the night crew, thankfully, it was different people. But I was like traumatized from our last experience. <laughs> and so this guy, I go up and he's like, I don't know if his, it was getting to the end of his shift or whatever, but he's like zoning out. And, you know, I understand. I get it, you know. And so I'm like ordering my stuff. 
And I, we ordered two different bottles of wine because uh, my friend was in town. So we were going to share a bottle. And then my husband got his own bottle because he doesn't like the same kind of wine that we do. Also, fun fact, they will, if you can't finish it, cork it and wrap it back up for you so you can take the rest of it home. So love we, that. we love that. So we get our wines. And I was like, okay, no one told me. Because when you go there to get coffee, you wait in the lobby. As we all know, you got to wait in the lobby. And they call your name and you go get the wine. So I go on that and they randomly give me a number. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, are you sitting inside and out- or outside? And I was like, outside. Because I came for the the fire as well. And that is outside. So I'm like, never gotten a number before. Okay. So I'm like, well, do I still have to wait here for the wine? And the number is just for like the cheese plate they're bringing me or they bring it all to me. So we're sitting there in the lobby, right? Because I'm not, I'm not getting in trouble. I'm not hanging out where someone might see me and yell at me. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden he's like trying to hold, he like has two double fists in his wine bottles and he's like, oh, I was just going to bring this out to you outside. So I'll just follow you. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, God, I've done it again. I've messed up. I keep messing up here. But he was very nice about it. He was just like, oh, I just, are you going outside? Because I was going to follow you with these. And I was like, yes, sir. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'd like to thank him for being much nicer than that lady was. So yeah, guys, you know, I'm over two at this place. Apparently I don't, I don't know where to get my drinks. Um, but I'd like to thank I mean, the night crew for being nice. <laughs> that's a fair mistake to make. I feel like because that's not usually how they do things. So yeah. it, it so yeah. I was all I was all thrown off and he didn't tell me like, hey, you're going to take this number, go sit down and then we'll like give you your stuff. And I was like, OK. Um, so, yeah, so I was a little confused because they gave you the glasses right then and there. So I was like, oh, and then he's just like going to the back to get the wine. Right. No, <laughs> he was going to follow me to my table. My bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. So oh, Next time you just have to say. Can I go outside or do you want me to wait in the lobby? <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. I have to say one thing. Mm. Bethany and her mother are the most delightful people in the entire planet. Okay. Yeah, thank you. The most delightful people. We really try. Bethany (laughs) talks to every single child we walk by. I don't even register that there are children near us. And all of a sudden she's talking to the child. And um we went out to eat Mm. and I think they struggled just a bit with talking to the server. And I was like, I'm coming in. I'm doing it. <laughs> she did. She was like, the, the, you have to have someone. So I remember, weirdly enough, one time when I was in, God, what was this? Like a training thing or whatever for work back when I was serving. Um, and they were talking about, like, you have to look for the alpha at the table. And Michael Ann is the alpha at the table. Like, I'm the person that's like, um, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to bother you. Blah, blah, blah. And Michael Ann's just like, um, you forgot their drinks. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't rude, though. I said, no, she, like. To be clear, she wasn't rude. It's just like, my mom, because my mom, for some reason, will, like, always turn to me. And I think my mom is always worried about coming off because she's a middle-aged white woman. Like, she's worried about coming off yeah. like a Karen to people. And yeah. Two of her daughters worked in the service industry and she's just like very cognitive of that. And she knows like, hey, you see a server with like full hands, don't ask them where the bathroom is or like don't ask them for anything and let them go drop those plates. So like she's very, so she'll always kind of like turn to me like, hey, you'll know when to talk to this person. So she'll be like, hey, can you like (laughs) whatever? But then I'm like, (laughs) and I like get clam up and my glance like, like, I've got this. (laughs) 
she was like, I don't think she's bringing our pibs. And Bethany was like, oh, no, I don't think she's bringing our pibs. And the waitress is right next to us. And they're neither of them are saying anything. I was <laughs> she like, was right there. She, was like, she wasn't busy. She did not have her hands full. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I guess we just will. Maybe we'll pay for them if, if we never even get them. Who knows? <laughs> I literally was given a check once where I ordered. This was ages ago. I ordered, I went out with my parents and my husband and we ordered like a caprese salad to like start the meal with. Right. And, um, we happened to be at a restaurant where a friend of ours was serving and he just like super nice guy, but he gets like weeded really easily. And like, and so he would, he would check in when he could and, you know, he was always really nice and stuff. And so we get our entrees and we still have not gotten our appetizer. And I'm like, I'm not going to bring it up, you know? And I was like, we'll just make sure when the check comes that we like, don't pay for it. And so we're like, okay, you know, whatever. Because he's like, how is everything? Like, no recognition that we've ever cut our app. And then we're like, yeah, it's good. We've got our food. Now we're not that hungry. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so we get the bill. And I was like, is it on there? And my mom's like, yeah, it's on there. And I was like, okay, well, we'll say something. And then she's like, well. And I'm like, no, we can't say we never got it. Well, if it's not too much of a hassle and it's like no and of course like he was i was like hey like we never he's like i'm oh my god i'm so and i checked on you like three times i never even noticed and i'm like it's fine like definitely been there that's so funny i am just like i'm always just like if, if someone gets the wrong food i'm like this is the wrong food like i as a server, I d- didn't mind people who were like that. Right. So I'm just like, I'm just going to fucking yeah. do it. Also, I'm from Boston, so you yeah, can't tell me true. shit, honestly. You can't yeah, I'm tell always me like, shit. I'm so sorry, but this is not what I ordered. <laughs> Which I'm like, why am I apologizing? <laughs> I'm, I so sorry for existing in- I'm so sorry for existing here in this restaurant today. But if you could just give me the thing I ordered, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Speaking of being a woman in the world, it's like you need to be like so agreeable. Like, okay, let me tell one more story. This week at work, I had a man who does not work my job. He's not in my department. He's in a completely different department. He does a completely different job. Treat me like I'm stupid, okay? And one of the things he said to me was... We're just going to want to make sure we communicate with the client and friends, family, everyone listening. (laughs) That's the foundation of my job is to communicate with the client. Literally the, the number one on the list of tat communicate with the client. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. And so I just like, and I'm like annoyed, like this is annoying me because this guy talks to me like that all the time. And you know, Maybe you can brush it off sometimes, but like I absolutely cannot brush it off ever. And I was like so annoyed and I'm like ranting. And my friend is like, well, as a woman in the workplace, sometimes you just have to like pick your battles. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to pick all of them. And I like messaged him. <laughs> also, and like, I-, I shouldn't have to. I should. Right. I shouldn't have people insult my intelligence on a daily basis is what I would like. <laughs> right. I'm like, he won't talk to me like that. I'm not going to let him talk to me like that again, even if he thinks I'm a bitch. At least he's not going to fucking talk to me like that again. So he's like, so I'm like, yes, I know that the client needs to be communicated with. Thanks. (laughs) Like, thank you so much. Like, why are you even involved? You haven't been involved in this project for the past month and a half. But now all of a sudden you're like, everything is wrong and they're super upset about everything. And and it's like, bro, 
stay in your lane, dude. Stay in your lane. Of your own damn business. I got this. You, Thank you. Like you need to trust that the three women that have been working on this project together for months are continuing to work on this project together. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to come in here and start giving us like the foundational instructions of our job. Like <laughs> absolutely not. No, um, you, he sir. did not respond. No one invited you. But I don't care. So. Yeah, fair enough. My dude. My dude. <laughs> My dude. Men. Am I right? Mm. Am I right? <laughs> I just feel like if we all treated men who treat us like we're stupid, like they're stupid, right back to them, we could break some cycles maybe. Yeah. If someone is treating you like you're an idiot, you just go right Do ahead that. and treat them like an idiot. You know, well. ask stupid questions, get stupid answers. Yeah. That's how, we, that's how we doing it from here on out, folks. Yeah. Treat me like an idiot. I'm going to treat you like an idiot. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a taste of your own medicine, sir. I'm sure people don't talk to you like this ever, but people talk to me like this all the time and it's fucking annoying. So mm-hmm. that's enough. That's enough. And what I'm saying back to these people is not even aggressive. It's just like, yes, I know. Thank you. Like it's right. sarcastic at most. And um, I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, is this, am I going to be perceived as like rude? Am I going to, is this going to be a problem? And then I'm, and then I'm like, wait, what if I was a dude? Exactly. They wouldn't worry about it. Right. And I'm like, you know as what? Taylor Swift gonna... once said, if I was a man, I'd be the man. Exactly. And that's just how we all need to live our lives. Easier said than done. Cause I'm still going to be like, I'm, yeah. so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I took up space today and you're, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I still struggle with it. it. (laughs) I don't struggle with it as much in the workplace as I used to, but um, I'm getting like a little bit more assertive, especially because I corporate America, man. Um, But yeah, it's it's hard. You have to unlearn an entire century's worth of misogyny. I feel like we like came up with a theme accidentally for this this uh today's episode of this chaos thursday we like we brought it all full circle yeah this was planned all along guys (sighs) yeah yeah yeah. we wrote this out it's a script (laughs) yeah it's scripted we were we were prepared we are always prepared (laughs) always prepared (laughs) very professional that's the hate promise right there we're always prepared (laughs) totally okay friends family weirdos Thanks for joining us on this absolutely wild ride. I hope (laughs) if you're a woman, you feel seen. And if you're a man, I hope you learn something. Yeah. Be nicer to women. Okay, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Stay weird, everyone. And take care of yourselves. Take care (laughs) of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.